0: Welcome to the Hour. President Biden this evening said it's his hope that by next Monday, a deal could be struck to implement a ceasefire in Gaza and start an exchange of Israeli hostages for Palestinian prisoners. Meantime, Jordan's King Abdullah warned against an Israeli invasion plan for Rafah in southern Gaza.
1: Rafah is now home to many of Gaza's 2.3 million Palestinians who fled fighting in other parts of the Strip. Following this all is our Nick Schifrin, and he joins me now. So, Nick, let's begin with this hostage deal. President Biden says he hopes will be implemented by Monday. What do we know about that?
0: U.S. and Israeli officials tell me that they have a new outline of a deal that would stop the war for about six weeks uh, and lead to the release of 35 to 45 hostages. That includes women, the elderly, and the wounded. Now, one of the obstacles still is female Israeli soldiers, believed to be five of them, whether Hamas will release them. And there's still no agreement right now as to how how many palestinian prisoners being held by israel would be released now the goal of this would be to implement this before ramadan which begins uh, around march 11 today on fox and friends prime minister benjamin netanyahu reiterated his criticism that he's made multiple times about hamas's negotiating stance but also said something he doesn't usually say that he personally wants a deal
1: i'm not sure hamas is there they have what I'd call outlandish demands that's like in another orbit, another planet. They have to come down to reality. Uh, uh, And I think that if that's the case, we'll, we'll be able to have a deal. We certainly want
0: it. I want it. But he also said that he would or is committed to going into Rafah, as he has threatened. And as you said, Amna, some half of Gaza's population, 1.2, 1.3 million people are in Rafah today, massive tent cities, the the city closest to Egypt right there. Uh, The Israeli Defense Forces have presented a plan to evacuate all of those tents that you see more than a million people and then assault the city but this afternoon US officials say that they have not received any details of that plan and frankly are skeptical that Israel would be able to execute that plan at least on an Israeli timeline
1: and Nakeena you know, you've been reporting on the unimaginable conditions on the ground there in Rafah but the humanitarian concerns extend far beyond that one city right
0: up and down Gaza absolutely and some of the focus right now is on the quantity of aid that is or is not going in To Gaza. Today, Human Rights Watch accused Israel of not living up to its promises uh, under the International Court of Justice ruling that required Israel to actually deliver as much aid as possible into Gaza. We also saw uh, an extraordinary scene right there, Uh, so many Gazans filling the beach that's on the Mediterranean Sea after Jordan uh, airdropped humanitarian aid. Jordan has been airdropping aid, uh, but clearly not designed to be in the sea, but that aids in the sea. And so many people. so desperate for that aid. Today, the U.N. uh, Relief and Works Agency cited a report that a two-month-old baby uh, actually died of hunger uh, and said that one in six. Uh, children in northern Gaza are, quote, severely malnourished.
1: Meanwhile, I should ask you about news out of the West Bank. The uh, Palestinian Authority prime minister resigned today. What should we understand about that?
0: Yeah, so the U.S. hopes that a hostage deal and a temporary pause, as the U.S. calls it, would lead to a ceasefire, and that that can unlock more regional goals uh, Gaza governance, uh, how to reconstruct Gaza, and then the larger goal of Israel. Saudi normalization. Uh, and the U.S. hopes that this resignation today is the first step uh, in leading towards some kind of deal over the future of Gaza governance. So the prime minister, Mohammed Shdaya, resigned. Uh, and Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas uh, is expected to replace him with Mohammed Mustafa. Uh, Mohammad Mustafa, there he is there, is an economist. Uh, he's close to Abbas, has been the chairman of the Palestine Investment Fund. But look, the expectations uh, are very low here. Um, Mustafa is not seen as someone who will change the Palestinian Authority in any fundamental way. And, of course, Israel has already rejected the Palestinian Authority playing a part in Gaza. This is really about U.S. credibility and U.S. and its Arab allies being able to coordinate for these larger regional goals that they have.
1: And also another story here in Washington, D.C. I know you have been following related to all of this. On Sunday, there was a U.S. Air Force service member who in protest of U.S. policy towards the war in Israel, lit himself on fire outside of the Israeli embassy. What should we know about him and what happened? Uh,
0: his name is Aaron Bushnell. Uh, he was an active duty airman. Uh, according to reports, he's 25 from San Antonio, Texas. The Air Force has confirmed that he died uh, of those uh, wounds last night. And this is him introducing himself outside the embassy in Washington, live streaming on Twitch, which is a social media pra- platform. He said Says, "quote I will no longer be complicit in genocide." And he called what he was about to do, "quote an extreme act of protest." But compared to what people have been experiencing in Palestine at the hands of their colonizers, it ex- it's not extreme at all. That is the end of the quote. There he wrote on his LinkedIn page. He wanted to be a software engineer and was taking classes in an online university. Uh, the Air Force, as I said, has not confirmed his name, but they have confirmed that he died of his wounds. Senior defense officials do not believe that he represents. Some kind of trend uh, inside the military. Uh, But the fact is that this is an extraordinarily rare, very public protest that ended in one airman's death.
1: Nick Schifrin, thank you as always for all your reporting. Appreciate it.
0: Thank you.